Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Um, the Asian Avengers. So weak. The Asian <laughs> Avengers. So weak. So, so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Wow. Together. Did you ever um, go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. You can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You want to get high? You like opium? Hey, welcome back to another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast, the podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. Hey. Today is Saturday, February 6th. We're coming at you live from Brooklyn, New York, and we'd like to give a special greeting slash shout out to all of our new Laotian listeners. May I say to you, Sai Bai D, which is, I looked up on Google. That's how you say hello. Did you really? In that, I did. We got a lot of Laotian listeners because we got featured on some Laotian Instagram page with like a shit yeah. ton of followers. That was sweet. Um, because one of our fans asked us about, you know, Laotian identity, which I don't know why he asked us about because none of us are Laotian, but we talked about it <laughs> and it was a hit. Okay. And we got some new Laotian fans. So once again, we do. Sai yes. Mike, How? anything you'd like to say to the Laotian American community? Yes. Um, you know what? <laughs> uh, all of us jungly Asians got to stick together. Oh my god! And, uh, it's 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 good. You know there is hope for Fumi because he is Japanese American and he's slowly learning Vietnamese things. So they can be taught. <laughs> so it's yeah, only a matter of time. But um, thank you for joining I can us. Also live in the jungle. Yes, you can also live in the jungle. Just he needs more. You know, uh, uh, sunscreen than normal. But you know he he, he can hang in there. Um, yeah, man. What's what's uh, what's uh, oh wait, hold on here. So we we yeah, welcome yeah, yeah. to our new listeners. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, just a, qu- a quick uh, announcement for our Patreon. Um, that's right. You, that's right. Mm-hmm, if we you are, are a fan, if you like what you're listening to, please support us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com/slash/AsianNotAsianPod. Yes, uh, and it's you very important you do this. It's very important yes. you do this because usually we just say, hey, check it out on Patreon. But today we're going to just get into it for a second. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people think we do this. You guys, a lot of you guys think we do this for a living. Okay, no, and no, that is yeah. false. You are so wrong. I mean, we do have like a okay amount of people on Patreon. We have we make some money enough to buy sandwiches every other weekend. But like, this is not <laughs> enough money. But we're trying to get to that level. We're trying to get to the Andrew Schultz level. That guy makes eighty thousand dollars on Patreon. Come town makes yep. fifty thousand dollars a month on Patreon. Okay, so we're trying to be that. So I know our listeners are not the kind of you know people of color who are lawyers and doctors. I know we know you guys are like the kind of people who are tattoo artists and, you know, <laughs> blowing glass and shit. That's, I know that's blowing what you do. Blowing glass. You may not, I know yeah. you don't have a lot of money. I know you're listen, struggling. There's not a lot of money in glass blowing. But I, but I don't care, okay? <laughs> we, need the, we need that money. So please go to patreon.com slash AsianNotAsianPod yeah. for yeah. bonus content. And also, if you join now, we're going to do an exclusive hang for our, our, uh, our Patreon fans on February 12th. Uh, where we're going to play a bunch of fun games and, and hang out with you guys on Lunar New Year. So definitely check that out, okay? Um, that's it. That's it for the Patreon announcements. Moving on. That, Moving yeah. on to... Um, oh, actually, did you want to say something? Did you want to no. say something to our, our investors? 
No, no, just uh, please, please do it. This is I. I don't just have a day job. I have another day job. Okay, I am true. <laughs> you know how like oh, you know uh, the children of immigrants don't work as hard as their immigrants do. No, 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 no. My mom and dad never had a podcast along with their other <laughs> shit they did. Okay, I also have my main shit. I have my side shit. I have comedy <laughs> and I have a podcast. I have four jobs. Okay. My mom was only a nurse. Jobs, she was not also yeah. a podcaster. You know, uh, Fumi, you, you know, while you were doing some research on our guest, you kind of fell down yes. into like a little bit of a YouTube hole. Yes. Buddy. Yes. The, the, our guest today is so iconic, but I just, when I was researching her, you know, it brought me back because it brought me back to when I yep. was middle school, high school between 2000 and, and 2008. Because this is when this person first entered my life. And during that time, I was watching a shit ton of MTV, a lot of VH1, a lot of BET before the school bus. You ever do that? You ever watch the countdown before you catch the school bus? You ever do that, Mike? No, I was already in college, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was my ritual. You watch the countdown. You watch the music videos before you go to school. And I just remember like around that time, I went through like a huge emo phase. And on it made me think about it because on TikTok, there's a challenge right now that's like trending called the emo phase. Okay, where you're yeah. like you're supposed to be driving and you say mom emo is not a phase it's a lifestyle and then you like sing an emo song and you have the hair and i just had this flashback of like 2006 fumi shopping at hot topic uh pur <laughs> purposely purposely not shopping at hollister american eagle and abercrombie yeah, to make a you're statement different, okay because i'm different I, yeah i'm so unique and that's why i'm I so unique on okay? my shirt that's why <laughs> i don't i don't park at the macy's parking lot i yeah. park at the sears parking lot and go through the <laughs> sears bro i wish you could have seen me i swear to god you're not gonna believe me like i didn't like have you know mascara and stuff but like I used to wear um, bracelets made of safety pins to school. Oh, God. <laughs> I swear to God. That's the kind of life I led. And I was like, why does nobody like, what? how come I don't have a girlfriend? It's because I was doing that. But I was doing that <laughs> and just like wearing the tightest pants, going to shows. And it's just, a, it was a, I don't know if you went through an emo phase. That was a huge thing in my high school. And I, I would love to hear about your emo phase if you had one, because I actually believe all the music videos I used to watch. There are all these punk rockers from Southern California. So all their yes, music videos true. would be them playing on yes. Venice Beach. And I was I used to fantasize about living in California, surfing, skateboarding, and wearing beanies and like listening to Fall <laughs> Boy. So I don't know. Did you go did you go through an emo phase? Because that was a big thing for me. Um, no, but I, I understand because for when you were in that time period, I was like in college, just after college. And so there was definitely like a a Mike Nguyen buying a lot of members only jackets phase. Okay, okay okay there was okay. <laughs> a phase of like wearing blazers um that had a lot of buttons on the lapels um yes, yes. fingerless gloves um <laughs> fingerless gloves yes uh, yes <laughs> cowboy uh western shirts right underneath yes. the blazer yeah so this isn't necessarily emo but i would say and this is interesting because i kind of in some ways feel this was kind of the last gasp of rock and roll yes because and and I don't want to say this because we're you know now there's old but there is no such thing as like rock like that anymore you know yes, what I'm saying I I I truly think I don't mean this in a mean way but like that was the end of like white guy music you know what I'm saying yeah. that that's the last time people like really idolized a lot right. of like a lot of there are a lot of straight white artists at the time like that that whole like Vans Warped Tour vibes that was yes. huge. Yes. Huge. And now like that's no longer a thing. Nobody talks about it anymore. You know, people talk people talk about emo like they talk about like the rotary phone. Like it's not a thing anymore, you know. It's like <laughs> That isn't that effect. isn't a thing. 
and yeah. uh, I do remember like these kind of, like the, this emo thing was happening because I was noticing there was a lot more like tight jeans than than when I was when I was growing up. I was like, what is up with these kids? And I remember that. And this is you know this was kind of like the last last kind of rock gasp you know and then the very last thing was kind of like the animal collective phase and then there's oh, yeah, nothing yeah, else yeah, after yeah. that yeah then yeah, everybody yeah. became essentially a rapper a soundcloud rapper <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah everybody's yeah, a soundcloud yeah, rapper and that's yeah. it um but yeah i mean i think you know for me it was such it was so pervasive that even someone like me who was like i'm mainly like a hip-hop guy hell man shit man i i'm you know what get me one of those uh dashboard confessional t-shirts bro i you know like i hey i'm I'm into it come on kids hey kids you you like you can i can we hang out that's what i was about well the emo Uh, phase was important because it's it was the way people entered fashion i don't know if you ever thought about it like that it's Mm. the first time it's like because it it allowed men to be like oh maybe i should care about my hair and like uh, what kind of what kind of what color beanie i'm gonna wear and like maybe it's okay to put a little bit of makeup and it's maybe yes maybe it's cool to have a bracelet made of safety pins it's not weird hey, at all man you know? i was i was i was doing the whole thing when when carson daly had um painted nails i was like yo my boy carson can do it was I he really do doing it. that he did it a few times for a few that, weeks that's, I feel. that's a thing now yes and so i was like this is it we're good this is it guys we're all gonna do it and it's gonna be super awesome i was the only one <laughs> i was the only one in the whole school God damn. Um, but to get our perspective on this, we want to bring up our guest because we're so excited and we've been talking way too much. So uh, our guest is a journalist, podcaster, writer, documentarian. She was a correspondent on MTV News covering everything from the MTV Music uh, music Video Awards and Movie uh, Awards and the Sundance Film Festival. She's recently, uh, most recently, is the host of Add to Cart uh, along with Kulab uh, Vilesak. The podcast is a subversive look at consumerism and all that, and everything that that is entwined with that. She's also, and I just found this out, uh, a um, an alum of my school, of oh. Berkeley, okay. and she started Hester Street Fair, which was something like, man, this you want to talk about emo, Mike? Man, man, <laughs> 2011, Mike. Woo! I was at Hester Street Fair like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give it up right now for our guest, Suchin Park. Hey. Yay. Yay, yay. Oh my God, you guys. This oh. emo, emo conversation is giving me vomit chills, you know, you, but in the best you way. Went, did you go through an emo phase? Because you had to have been. I no. saw you. In, you did not? No. What? what? First of what all, you were in middle about? school. Um, <laughs> I'm even older than Mike. When I was there, you know, it was post you know college I was in my mid-20s so by that point you know what I mean but Mm. you know what it was interesting about these emo bands um was I remember there was a moment I was at the VMAs trying to remember you know after a while you just lose track you know I'm not trying to be whatever but we're on this podcast you know I'm with my Asian family but you know one white guy with like you know, manic panic hair color spiked <laughs> up looks exactly like the other manic panic yeah. white guy, you know, <laughs> sure. and and you're live. So you're expe- and you're the expert, you know, yeah. and you're expected <laughs> to know who these people are. And they just come in giant packs. But I remember like, do you remember for a while it was only three name bands like, okay, yes, like Jimmy Eat World. Or yes, a yes. simple plan, yep. or um, yes. all, all time low, uh, Fallout Boy, Fallout Boy, yep. My Chemical Romance, you know, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> yes, like, what's going on? What was the three? That's when I, yes. ca- I, the joke for me at work when I was there during this time was like, 
I can't do three name <laughs> bands. Like, I'm, take me off of this beat. Like, put on John Norris on this beat. Get Gideon. Like, take me off of this beat. I I can't keep track of these guys. So, um, that's I love probably that. why they moved me to the uh, the movie beat. Just you know, off of music. All, you know, all, I, I don't think I don't blame you because um, you know, obviously, it's offensive. People say, "Oh, Asian people look and sound alike," but it's not offensive when you're talking about emo people because not only do they look alike, they actually for for real. They try to sound alike. Every person yeah. sings like, yes. you don't take life for granted. You know, like it's got that. Like, you know. is this, was that like in a Filipino accent? That was yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my she, Filipino like, romance. Yeah. Yeah. Tagal- my Filipino Tagal- romance. Yes. My <laughs> Filipino romance. <laughs> don't take life for granted, girl. Um, yeah, I, 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 was, I loved it. But it's so weird. It's, it's so amazing to see you here on Zoom, oh. Park, because I remember I used to see you in my living room before school. And I, I specifically remember um, the new segment you and Sway were doing on Kanye West. I swear <laughs> to God, this is before he blew up. And you guys were like, he's going to be the next big thing. And I was like, whatever, his, mm-hmm. his songs are weird. And then I just went to school. <laughs> whatever. I got to work on my, my, on my emo bracelet. I'm not, I don't got time for this. <laughs> I got to put more safety pins on I gotta this. got to put yeah. more safety pins on this. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, Suchin. Rap, rap sucks. <laughs> I'm going to attach it to my shirt. Look at this. I can't move. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was a time. It was a strange time. It was when I was there. It was the time of emo, but it was also the time of, you know, sync and all the, you know, the big the boy bands. Boy bands. It yeah. was the time of TRL. And it was like the last gasp. Yeah. Yeah. Of music on yes. MTV. Yes. You know, and I think yes. when I left, you know, I think people were like, oh, do you miss it? And I was like, you know, I'm, I don't miss it as much because it doesn't exist anymore. You yes. Know? So it's like you almost like you left and then like the whole like show closed down. So it wasn't right. like you were then watching it go on to have like many more years of success. You know, I feel like it was such a specific time that I was there and, um, you know, and mm-hmm. it was it was it was great, but it was also not great, you know, but mm. anyway, what a, that's what um, well, now I have to ask you what was not great because you just brought that up. But <laughs> we don't have to we don't have to talk <laughs> about it. That. Was, no, because it was it was also a job like yeah. in every other sense of the word, you know, it was. Yeah. Um, yes, it was incredible to say that your job is to do this for a living. But like every other job, I right. mean, I'm not going to complain about having the incredible luck and opportunity that I had but you know I spent probably as as you just said Mike you did four jobs like I spent five percent of my day doing the thing I love to do and yes. the 95 percent is just like slogging through um the mess of of um being there and and I think it's like it's like a weird it's just like a weird place to like come into your adulthood mm-hmm. you know being on MTV and mm. Asian American and and female, all of that. I look right. back now and I see why I was like so stressed out and like on Xanax the whole time. <laughs> During you heard the it time. here first. Well, that was because yeah. it was 2008 and that was the thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But, and just like coping with it, you know, just like what am I doing here and trying That's- to figure out. For sure, like that's you know, because at least now, if you're on TV, there's almost like a narrative to help you sort of yeah. stay sane. Of like, yes, we know it's hard. You, you know, yes, we know you're trying to get these stories out there. Maybe nobody's listening, but let's yeah. keep trying. But like, yeah, you. I mean, 
you're one of those like I would say you're like a an OG Asian yeah. entertainer where you guys were doing oh, yeah. your thing before like people knew you could even do it. Like, I mean, you know, for like, sure. <laughs> like it, it was. Oh yeah. I, there I was mean, only when I yeah, saw your name on TV. I just I remember my because I was you know in middle school maybe and I moved yeah. here when I was eight and I rem- I specifically remember my first reaction was and I didn't realize how woke this was but my my first reaction was like, oh it's so cool to see like a, a foreign name you know yeah. mm-hmm. your name is you, you put you know you didn't go by it, like Rebecca Park or whatever yeah. it's like Park. <laughs> you know my full name is Masafumi Abe I've had a weird complex about it when I was younger and like I just I was like oh I don't know like someone with yeah. this name could be on this cool show <laughs> with, like, I like I didn't know you know so it was I definitely had that nobody moment. knew I, yeah. I certainly didn't when no when I, you, I yeah go yeah. ahead no no, no go ahead. you go when you no, were you there I mean mm-hmm. you know I mean obviously this podcast is about you know identity and and yeah. I think now America is much more main the mainstream america is more aware of the conversation around identity even for asian americans so when you were there was this something that um was this something i I know you you know you you put out some documentaries and you and you were always trying to trying to get that conversation going was that something that um you know was was tough to get going uh at mtv because people weren't paying attention or was this or, you know, uh, what, what was it like even just, yeah. you know, being in that room? I could spend the entire podcast talking about this and in a lot of ways. Like, I mean, this is just, you know, where I live, you know, all the time just thinking about this mm-hmm. even now. But I think in, you know, in kind of like to have a more pointed answer to it. Um, so remember when I was doing it, Certainly there was nobody else really that looked like me that was doing it. You know, for me, when I grew up, there was an Asian person on MASH. And then like I heard of Connie (laughs) Chung and that was it. You know, so I always I never thought I would make a living doing this. I thought, you know what, I'm going to ride this whatever it is for as long as it is. And then I'm going to get my back, you know, ass back to law school and figure out, you know, a normal job. But I figured like I'm going to collect these paychecks for as long as I can, you know? So I never even imagined while I was there that my time would even be long or that I would continue to still be doing this in some form, you know, and make a living. So that was one. Number two, um, social media didn't exist. I mean, I remember the day that Twitter, you know, came into being. And I I remember very distinctly, um, Britney Spears, I think, had like, given birth to her first kid or something and it was all over twitter this right. app and i was like guys we have to say this on trl like what are we going to do but we couldn't verify the source and so oh. i was just thinking in my mind i was Whoa. like oh this is the death of 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 news like in the way that i knew it broadcasting news because mm. it's just this, we're just going to be replaced by whatever this thing now is and this was before social media so I say those two things because everything I did was in a complete vacuum. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't, like you said, I didn't have this narrative. I didn't have a community. I didn't even have like 10 followers to tell me like, oh, I love when you talk about Asian stuff. I didn't even know if Mm -hmm. Asian Mm -hmm. stuff was cool to talk. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like figuring it out as I, as I went along. And mind you, you know, I'm 20 something you know what I mean like yeah still you're listening to emo music you know yeah it's yeah, tough. <laughs> making safety pin bracelets you know <laughs> just still trying to figure out yeah man you know, all of that and um and I grew up in the bay area where um there was a lot of Asian people and so in some weird way moving to New York yeah it was like I never thought about being Asian 
because it was always around me. So I always called myself like a born again Korean or a born again Asian. I love where that. Like you <laughs> yeah. find yourself and then suddenly you're like, all your friends are Asian. Everybody's you're Asian. Only about Asian we're, going to, we're going to K-Town I, all the I, time. Yeah, like I, I never had that. You know, you when you go to Berkeley and you grow up, you know, in Oakland, you're just like, that's yeah. just, you know, that's the temperature of the water. So all of that was happening and it I don't even think I had a consciousness about my Asian identity. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was a big deal to some degree that there was an Asian person on, but just even looking back outside of myself, I, I don't think I, I really even understood that. And um, I did a documentary series, like you said, it mm-hmm. was called My Life Translated. And and one of the things about um, MTV, you know, you guys remember Diary. Do you remember Diary? Yes, yes, yes. So yes, that yes. was... You know, now, you know, when you think about YouTube and all of this stuff and people vlogging or like doing like, right. you know, hour one, 24 hours with, you know, yep, X, right. 20, yep. nobody was doing that. You didn't do that in news. You know, we sort of like that was how we presented news. And so for me, I was like, well, I can't do a documentary about these kids without then turning the camera on myself like that felt like the way that I could talk mm-hmm. to this generation. Like I can't just be out there being like, hey, Asian person. You know, I had to really figure out. So I did that series and I remember I I did one. My first episode was on whether I could have a boyfriend. And mm. Mm. I had been, and still for many years afterwards, lying to my parents about living with various boyfriends Hey. Um, they know hey. you're married Most now, right? Them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Most, but you know what I mean. And I did a show about it, and Whoa. he was on it. And so, so. And when was I this? Just, this was uh, what year? I don't remember what year it was. It was like 2000. I don't know. I want to say this is MTV. Di- in, in, MTV Diary debuted February 16, 2000. So yeah. So, so yeah. So it was it was after that? So anyway, so that happened, and I think that that experience was was really formative for me one i like stopped doing the series completely i was like this is freaking me out i am not ready for this like i'm not ready to examine my identity i'm not ready to i'm not ready to share this personal side with the world like i'm okay with cue cards and like Mm -hmm. asking questions but i'm not okay with and i remember there was an interview with my mom at her house and and i that's something i remember i was like well mom i mean i'm i'm you know, a grown person now, like, I think I should be allowed to date. <laughs> and I remember even looking back at that yeah. in the edit room, my, my voice was like eight ho- octaves yes, higher. Yes, like I was yes, yeah. a high school I'm, student. I'm like getting was, nervous. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> like I was like, mom, you know, is it cool? You know, like I couldn't, I wasn't yeah. a journalist. I wasn't someone. Yep. I, I was like a Korean daughter with my mother being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I hope <laughs> you're not going to go there and I will bust this camera. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like all of these fears. And so there was that. And I, I just wanted to say that. And then there was the moment when, do you remember Better Luck Tomorrow came out? with? Oh Justin. my God, yes. yes. <laughs> and it was the first time I sat in a theater ever. And I had seen Asian faces, yes. complete Asian cast in a movie context. And it shook me to my core. Like, I was like, I've never, I never even knew I was missing this experience. Yes. So those two things really kind of started to give me a sense of like, I don't think journalism in the traditional sense is what I want to do. Because I always Mm. thought I wanted to sit in Diane Sawyer's seat. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. read the news. Like I would go from MTV. I would go to network news. I would work my way up the ladder and I would be on your evening news. Like that's what I th- thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. But it was those two experiences that realized for me, like this question of Asian American identity, this question of storytelling in this way, all of that, like it's messy and there's no clear path, but it, it, that was what was inspiring, exciting to me. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like why I'm still here, still talking about it at 45, you know? Well, I mean, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, I remember watching you on TV and this is at the time when if you were an Asian person on TV, I had a crush on you. Okay. Mm. That was just how it was. <laughs> I saw Connie Chung and I was like, oh, Thanks, total fella. fox, babe. <laughs> so, right. Su Chin Pak. Hell yeah, my dude. Okay. You know, so, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because you, at the time it's like, we had a very, there was like a form of diversity. I feel where it was like what I would call collectible diversity, where it was like, mm. we have one Asian person. Yeah. We got one black woman. We have one black man, you know, and you never got too deep into anyone's personality. You never got to understand all these things. And I think now, to your point, social media is all about like, let me tell you everything about everything all the time. Do you feel like, you know, if you you could go back and do, you know, maybe that documentary series again or, or, or that episode again, do you think you might handle it a little differently now that you know, you know, what you know now and, and, and where you want to go now? I mean, it's, not even absolutely Mm -hmm. like i said for me when i was doing that documentary when i was at mtv all of that time i was processing myself as i was having it you know the work so for me i've i've now processed so much of it that to do this work i do it with authority i do it with confidence i do it with knowing that i'm serving something much bigger I, i had no sense of that when i was there doing it so really it just it felt really scary and it felt very alone. And I, you know, my producers weren't Asian. Like Mm -hmm. I I didn't have anyone to tell me like, should I be talking about double eyelid surgery? I mean, I don't know. Like, Mm. is it good? Is it bad? I know. I don't like, what's the right thing to say? You know, I remember when, and I tell this story and I remember I, one of the episodes that I did for this documentary series was on eyelid surgery. And this one had gotten a lot of, this particular episode had gotten a lot of press and Oprah Winfrey, I mean, the Holy Grail, she invited me to talk about um, this episode and about this procedure. This And Asian people, when you talk about double eyelid surgery, oh my gosh. it's like, I went to go get ramen, I, you know, stubbed my toe, I got double eyelid surgery. Like, yeah. what, what <laughs> else? Yeah. What else, you know? Paper or plastic. So I remember sitting there on that stage and it's so surreal to be there. I mean, it's just like, out of body experience like I'm just like just get through this and like never relive this moment again and I remember her sitting across from her and she's just sitting there you know she's oh got this God. big Oprah, Oprah you know <laughs> and she's like really this is a really yeah. and I questioned myself as I was saying I was like holy shit what if I'm the only one obsessed yeah. with double eyelid <laughs> surgery uh, because she's looking at me so incredible yes like, just this this is no way and i'm like yes it's the most popular surgery in you know asia and da 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 da. and i looked out into the audience and that episode was something about like like she was doing a big campaign about 
body image or something. And so they had bussed in a whole bunch of high school girls from all over the country that had yeah, won yeah. the seats in the audience. There was one Asian girl in the audience whose head was like bobbing. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like on a dashboard. Yeah, yeah. And because she, she was like... And that 16-year-old girl saved my life on the Oprah Winfrey stage yeah. because wow. it yeah. was only through her reflecting, reflecting my truth and my experience yes. validating me that I was able to like come out of that and then continue because there was genuinely a moment where I was like, let me back off of this because yeah. I don't mm-hmm. actually know if what I'm saying is true. And so I, I think about that moment all the time, which is very kind of symbolic of like that time for me when mm-hmm. we're talking about Asian identity. It's like, I never saw that Asian girl out in the audience being like, yes, yes, more or do this. You right. know what I mean? Um, yeah. It was just me. So that's a long winded way of saying that I don't, I would have, I would approach it differently as I do now, as I do this podcast, as I do anything, as I do my own podcast, um, where every week somehow, even though we're talking about face serums and what we're buying, it comes back to my Asian experience, my immigrant experience, and then specifically as an Asian woman, what my experience is in this world. So yeah. Um, yeah, that girl was uh, like a, she was like a human version of like a Twitter like, you know. Yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> one I mean, thumb up, you know. You, you, need you that. said something. That's all I needed. One it's thumb. It's like, but it's crazy because you said this earlier. You said doing entertainment back in the 2000s was like doing it in a vacuum. And I never thought of it that way. But like if Mike and I didn't have social media, like we could never make it. We could never get this many fans because because. You're right. Like we we shit on social media because a lot of people are stupid on the internet and they say mean right. things. Yeah. But you you forget the value of that like. You know, especially when you're talking about something more vulnerable or something that you think. That's right. You're like, well, does anybody That's care right. about what I think about this? You know, right. what was it like growing up in yeah. in Ohio as an Asian person? Like, does anybody care? But you get those likes and you're like, oh, maybe people do care. But like, to do that without any feedback is uh like some psychotic social experiment. That's, it that's is. fucking. <laughs> it's really it crazy. Is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I yes, I was that sixteen-year-old girl. So thank you very much. Um, that was amazing. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I think you know, to your point, Fumi, without having all those things, you know, it's hard to it's hard to pitch a show about you know because to you know, I, I'm actually surprised you even got that through. Because if if you were to come up to me if I was a white guy and you'd be like, yeah, let's go, we're gonna do this thing about double eyelid surgery. A hundred percent. That sounds made up. One hundred percent. You just made that up. That's. Oh no, dude. Everybody in Asia gets this double eyelid surgery. Oh, you don't know about it, <laughs> idiot. You know, like you're playing. It sounds like a joke, but it's not a joke. You know, um, and um, what what thing you know is is that that's interesting is like you know you do seem to have a lot of of uh, different interests. I mean, I wanted to talk about your current podcast. Um, it's called At to Cart, yeah. and it's like a it's like a finance not finance podcast but it's like about consumerism and stuff like that you used to also have another podcast called financial uh you had a financial advice podcast called open accounts yeah and i was wondering like is there is there something you know you know that that's about consumerism or capitalism what is what is sort of driving that oh i mean i'm an immigrant i'm obsessed with money you know yeah dude (laughs) my religion is money my culture is money you know what i mean like yeah yeah, like to me, it's like I don't know how to separate um, my Asianness from my immigrantness. You know, yes. I would say 
that other than my gender, you know, I would say number two is the immigrant experience. Right. Um, and so I think money is a really, really fascinating topic for me. And it's also a very intimate topic and mm -hmm. it allows me to have conversations with people and my audience in a way that um, you can't escape it. So like in our yeah. podcast you know, add to cart, which is, you know, the tagline is, you know, all the things we buy and buy into and what they say about who we are. Like, mm. you can give me the tagline of who, you know, Mike and Fumi are, and you guys have your spiel, I'm sure, and a glossy press release. But if you gave me your credit card statement. Oh, God. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're going to see the Dude. weird... Weird gift yeah. I got Fumi once. Um, yeah. <laughs> you'll have to look yeah, back at it. When, when it says OnlyFans, that's, that's, it's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Actually, it's just what my local deli calls itself. Uh -huh. So don't even worry sure. about that's, that. Yeah, that's some personal shit right there. Um, yeah. We love, we're big fans of the podcast. And I think what you just said is a very potent thing. And, and you know, we, we want to just real quick go around and say what is really in our Amazon carts? What's, oh, what's yeah, in our online go. shopping thing? I'm fired oh, up right see. now. I'll fire it up right now. Hold on. Look at all I of think us. Maybe just three, or you know, if, if, if it's not in your cart, maybe your last three purchases, I think yeah. would also suffice and to tell you who you are. <laughs> Let me log we, on to my yeah. Amazon. And before yeah. we get, get into it, I did, I did want to ask, because that you, you did hit on something, because I feel like immigrants were obsessed with money, but then also I didn't learn about money from my parents, you yeah. know? Um, I yeah, remember, they don't teach you how to invest in shit. They don't, they well, don't know that. They don't know how to invest English. in shit. They yeah. don't know. Yeah. That doesn't exist in Vietnam. Yeah. What are you going to invest in, like, you know? They just like tell you like, the where to hide it in the house. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I told you, my parents, my mom used to keep gold bullion, right? She used to keep yeah. gold in the bank because she was like, yo, I don't trust any of this no shit. Dummy. Exactly. She's no dummy. She's been because through war, famine, like, no. You, got, you need the gold, okay? I can't you be going up. You know when 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 the bombs are falling, you know no one's yes. going to be taking game stock stock. Okay, <laughs> give me some gold. All right, that's what I need. Did you what? Did, what do you think it is about you know this the immigrant experience and like what did you learn from your parents about money? You mean maybe not directly, but like sort of indirectly. I mean, you know, I think it's more about what I didn't learn about money, Got like it. you said, than mm. than what I did learn about money. Um, so I think that whole, ex you know, when you talk about money, at least from the immigrant experience, because I don't know what it's like to have money and I don't know what it's like to have money as a white person. And, you know, so from the immigrant experience and to have money yeah. is, is that like it, it defines how you move in this world. It defines how people see you and it defined ultimately, it defines, I think ultimately it can define your self-worth. So let's mm -hmm. even think about as we're joking about this, you know, how my parents never had a checking account. Well, no shit. Yeah. Why didn't they have a checking account? It's right. because walking into a bank, not speaking the language, signing a long document, you know, and being potentially ridiculed or cheated, out of something and not knowing that why would anyone subject themselves to that experience yeah, so and so i think that yes it's about money but it's also about the way that our parents you know moved in this world and how mm -hmm. much they were limited and how little of the world that they could access and so you know in korean culture we have something called ketton and i don't know if that's something I think a lot of Asian cultures have. But like when you move into this country, a lot of times what you'll do is you'll come into it, mostly a church community of other Koreans and the other Korean business owners would all pool their money. And right. once a month, one person in that right. group one would person. get that pot 
mm-hmm. right, to then start a business, which is why there's wow. so many Korean small mm-hmm. businesses and and that sort of thing. And so you work with on the outside of the system and you're always on the outside of the system trying to make it work. So like even in that example, there's just so much I do and don't know about money, you know, that, that there are other ways of finding your path. But at the same time, you know, I live and want to raise my kids successfully in the, in, you know, with financial stability, learning all of these things. Like I have squirrely, weird fucking things I do with my money because I just don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. hide money it's, in different pockets. I don't yes. know where things are. I use yeah, different yeah. credit cards. I never have a balance, like a balance. Like I'm just like, what does debt mean? I All of that freaks me out. So I'm still unlearning that. That's yeah. like a that's like a very distinct, and I think for a lot of Asian Americans, like, you know, that doesn't really matter what group you're in. That That's a, a moment you have as an adult, and it's kind of embarrassing because you, when you have this realization, you you feel like you're old enough. Like, I remember when I was, like, 24 or 25. Like, I'm pretty good at saving, but I, but I learned that saving is bad. Yeah. This girl at work was, like, 21, and she's like, Oh, you can't just keep your money in your savings account. You're losing money. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean I'm losing money? They're like, yeah, like every year you're losing money because the value of your dollar goes down. And I was like, I didn't know that. And then so then I looked into like these investment things or whatever. But but this girl was just walking around the world like... She's, Knowing she, that. Know, she said that to me as if she was describing like how a chair works. You know, it's like, it's so yeah. obvious to that. And yeah, that, these, that, that moment I was like, I just remember being like so embarrassed not having this kind of knowledge just because like yeah. that's not something my parents said or whatever you know well i, um, I feel yeah. like you know our parents would for us it's like um saving you know and and, and to your point suchin it's like you can't trust institutions you know no. we would right. never put our money in the bank you know we would keep it in the house because that's, that's right. where i also keep my gun you know because right. yeah. people will come for us you know yeah so i think um it's uh, it, i think you know i really i've heard about this this korean kind of pooling of money and i really mm-hmm. wish we could do that as like millennials you know if we imagine if all <laughs> of us pulled our money and then once a month one of us got a playstation that'd be sweet as hell dude and <laughs> i think we should shop. all do that yeah <laughs> all right of course, uh, we, of course we're not going to talk about all the times that that person just took off with the money but, oh you know, my whatever. god that's, yes that's fine. yes <laughs> Yo, that's for another episode. Okay, so uh, we're going to play this game um, inspired by uh, 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 Chin's podcast called Add to Cart, which you should check Mm -hmm. out, uh, where we're going to talk about what's in our various shopping carts. I guess we're all turning on our Amazon ones because, you know, all hail Jeff Bezos, but... Um, what, what, who wants to start? What, what do you, what kind of fun stuff you got in there, Fumi? You want to start, Fumi? Well, I, so I don't really do carts. I don't really do cart stuff. Like I don't add, is that, you're talking about the wish list? Like I don't really add stuff. Either if one. I, if I, That's fine. If it's in the cart, I buy it. So I'm just looking at my last, my last three orders. And I think this really says a lot about who I am. Okay. The last three things I bought on Amazon, it was, um, it's, it's lube life. It's, it's water-based personal lubricant. Okay. Um, <laughs> Kiko man soy sauce dispenser. Okay, don't get those um, mixed up. Okay. <laughs> and then a stapler. And I think that's a really a beautiful way to summarize my life. Let know? me just say uh, this. The stapler is the weirdest <laughs> thing. Okay, who's using a stapler? What year is this? It's tax season, baby. It's Weirdo. tax season. Okay, a stapler? God, I'm going to kink shame you. God. I mean, okay. it really is the the full full spectrum of Fumi that we got yeah. there in your cart. And I'm, it, I'm glad to hear that you are self-caring. I'm glad to hear that you are... <laughs> 
that you are feeding yourself well, and I'm so glad to hear that your taxes are in order. Um, well, I, I think I'm sorry if I confuse. I'm I'm actually fucking the stapler. I don't I don't know if I was clear. <laughs> um, so sorry. Got it. Got it. Now 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 it's really clear. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, okay, for me, um, yeah. mine are mine are really lame. I have um, a theraband. You know what therabands are? No. Theraband. Is it like a stretching thing? It's like a it's like a stretching band, like a, yeah. a it's like a rehabilita- rehabilitation band. Yeah, I have one of those. Um, mm-hmm. That's just in my cart, and I'm not sure if I should get it. And I don't know why I don't buy it because I keep I'm, I like live in pain because of my back, but I still I'm like mm, I think I can find a better deal the whole time. How much like, is it? Uh, Thirty nine dollars. Maybe 30, I can just thirty nine. It. It's thirty nine bucks. Damn. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's, not a, that's, that's a weird price. That's a weird. That's an it's a weird price. price. You know, yeah, if, if it was a little bit less or a little bit more, yeah. maybe I'd be uh, into that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, let's see. There's a. I have a lot of like camera equipment. I have so much gear. Fumi <laughs> knows that I love gear. Yeah, we love gear now. I have a lot of gear. Wait, audio gear or just like yeah, gear? What? what specifically? Like most. Like a- I mean, the the latest thing is I have a like a, a case for my camera. I have a lot of camera <laughs> equipment. Yeah, but a, how much is of, that? How much is that? That's a, that's only like twenty bucks. Mm. That's not so bad. Yeah, you know? and it's and like probably, who gives a fuck about your back? So that's fine. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like you know what? My back can take another one. Okay, for the team, because I need this <laughs> but, camera gear. Yeah, baby. but my camera it cannot be scratched. But my no, back. Hell no, dude. <gasps> how dare you say that? <laughs> um, all right, Sucha, How about you? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, they're all pretty. You know, <clears throat> this is. I mean, this is at Tickard. Is is that like what do the things that we buy or don't yeah. buy? How we buy it? Like Fumi, the fact that you don't have. Um, that you buy everything in your cart, like you're a different species. Than <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you and I do not share one no, strand no, no. of DNA. No, like, no, no way. I don't know what color your blood is. I don't know if you eat with your mouth or another hole. I don't know. I don't understand. Like you guys just, please, you tell me you two both just browse on Amazon like you're walking Constantly. around the gro- and you just put, you put you it just in cl- there. Why would you put it in there? Like you just, but it's online. You Dude, put it in there so you can look at the I link again. All, all the way through up to the, the purchase payment. thing. All and up to cancel. it. <laughs> right up to it. Wait, wait. Have you ever... How about this one? I'll get something and I'll just start the return process before I've even opened <laughs> no! it. No! Yo! Holy shit. Oh my gosh. You are a true master. Start. You never know. Yo, yo, yo. You don't have to return it. It doesn't cost you anything. But now you've you've removed a step. Yes. Yes. So So if you you get the TheraBand, you get the TheraBand, you start the return process before you open the box. Okay. So you know, this is just a trial. This is just, just this is, this is, you don't know. And if I love it, I'll keep it. And if not, it goes right back in the box. So that's Mike and I are are wow. Wait, we bleed yes. the same color. I, wait, I, I, lo- I, I love this. I love this so much. One shout out to uh, commitment issues. That's cool. <laughs> Two, I I want this to be the new Asian American way of asking people's zodiac signs. Like instead of being like, "Are you a Scorpio?" You should just yeah. ask how you shop. That yeah. that is way more telling of like are you how, a, what kind of are you, an, are you gonna be are you an add to yeah. cart guy or yeah, yeah. because yeah. from what I can tell from Mike if he goes that far and pulls out bro that's that's edging <laughs> Mike is Dude. into some weird that's that's capitalism edging yeah man that's that's me I just see how how close can I get without going over okay yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me Wait, uh, and, so, and Fumi called it like 
I mean, listen, Mike, I, we don't need to talk about it here, but let I me mean, talk about commitment issues. You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't know how deep, deep we have to get. I am no. married, but... But she's got, she's, she's got the receipt for the ring. Choice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. both of us came to the table like, all right. All right, let's just see. All right, I already got right, the divorce right. proceedings going, okay? Yes, I already exactly hired like a lawyer. That. Yeah, the Hold lawyer's on. there. <laughs> let's uh, write our divorce papers now before now, we walk Let's down just make aisle. sure. I'm already going to move make out. Sure. Um, I'm already. All right, um, Suchi, what do you got? What do you, what do you have very, that's already starting to return? <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, I've got so... My thing, too, is at this point, like... I don't even know what I have so many at any point I'll have six like uh, return labels print pre-printed out <laughs> and so I have to then go through and put post-its on like what it is because you don't know what it you have to sometimes they tell you on the return but you don't know which box it is so that's hilarious don't I got a whole system I mean I could turn the camera I got this thing going here so um, I like uh, yeah, I've, I've, I, like, I have no shame, especially on Amazon. Please yeah, stop. dude, forget Cry it. Cry me a river, like <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't, I, no, yeah, don't no. do that. And, and people say, yeah, Asian Americans, yeah, we don't have any mental health problems. What are you talking about? You know, we just live our lives with six or seven return labels all over the house and shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a red flag, man. But I, I love mean, it. I love it. I don't know. I, I call that really. Um, understanding you know my worth which is that i can return anything i want anytime i want um, i so, love yeah, yeah that's you how like, you should uh, tell a guy you should tell a man that like, hey i can return you anytime i want you don't think that i don't have the return label ready love it no love I, it. I okay yeah um Go so queen. mine is and and y'all may not be able to relate because you're young and that's fine but when you reach a certain age and you come from a family where dental insurance, like, what is that? You know, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and you, you start to get into your 40s and, and your teeth fall out. You know, they're yeah. just falling out. You're just like eating. You're like, oh, oh chiclet. No, fuck? teeth falling out. Okay. So I am very obsessed with <laughs> oral health care. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Here we go. Here we go. Staplers. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no no come back come back into the light come okay, back right. into the light okay um so i've become obsessed you guys add to cart you should i i actually talked about this once um and i ordered a new pack the oral b pro health all-in-one soft toothbrushes coming tomorrow by 9 p.m nice These, <laughs> listen i spend a lot of money i don't i i i, I i'm 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 cheap I, 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 I scrimp and I save, but when it comes to my teeth, I, that's when I pull yeah. out, there you, you go. know what I mean? The, yeah. the, 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 the heavy well, credit card, the credit card that is made from like the metal stock. Yes. Wait, is this the, um, shout out to the Chase Sapphire card. Is this yeah. the, um, electric, electric? No, 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 no. This is just a manual just toothbrush. Let, let, okay. Let's, let's, let's keep it chill. Let's keep it okay. chill. It's early. <laughs> it's a manual toothbrush. We call it a quickie. You know, okay, this is all, like an I, afternoon I, delight. Okay. <laughs> It's, you I don't want to power like, up. You, <laughs> you don't want to power up in the Wait. middle of the day like a freak. You just want to have a little, just a little, little something, little something, something. Yeah. something. You know, you, maybe maybe you, in a public bathroom. Why not? You know, yeah. Not? You care about dental hygiene or oral hygiene, but you're stingy, so you won't buy an electric toothbrush. But you oh, buy I have the, an electric toothbrush, buy, honey. So oh, I have both. the gold standard. I have that. That's for nighttime. Okay, this uh. is what I'm talking about. Daytime. I'm talking about in a bathroom, in the mm. car. I don't know. At a Whole Foods bathroom. I don't know. I don't care where you brush your teeth. Okay, this is a lightweight. Okay, 
this was recommended to me by my um, Japanese uh, periodontist, a lovely man who who only recommends the best. So I, I only put that out there. This is a toothbrush like none other. It has the silicone side bristles. I'm sure it takes about 80,000 gallons of petroleum and yeah. 70 blue whales have died to make this disgusting <laughs> toothbrush. Right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. That is how good this manual toothbrush is. And wow. so that's, I, you know, so I just re-upped on that because I noticed that I was uh, running low and that makes me nervous. Okay. I like <laughs> to have a lot of these on hand just in case I... I feel like I want to switch up my toothbrush. That is a very Asian move, I feel, of like, you know, we don't know how money works and we don't know anything about savings, but we have mad toothbrush. Like, there's always that one thing your parents <laughs> are okay with, like, having a shit ton of. Like, they won't yeah, buy yeah, you yeah. new shoes every year, but they'll just be like, yo, you need tangerines, okay? And oh I got God. some for you, my dude, okay? It's That's like, so Mom, true. Stop with the tangerines. <laughs> Hello, Hello tushy. tushy. The future of toileting has arrived. Okay, it's technically been around for centuries, but hideously expensive, costing thousands. Now the brand new Hello Tushy 3.0 modern bidet attachment is here to level the playing field. It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install, and affordable. Hello Tushy 3.0 doesn't just cleanse your butt with a precise stream of fresh water. It cleans itself. Mm -hmm. Before and after, it's used with the Smart Spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in a few months. Shout out to the people who were part of that study. Because with <laughs> Hello Tushy, you don't wipe at all. Just poop, spray, dry, and go. And sanitation is so simple. The Schmutz Shield offers easy cleaning and the knobs are naturally antimicrobial. It is trademarked. The Schmutz Shield is trademarked. There's no way that's real. The Schmutz Shield is a trademark thing. Plus, every Hello Tushy Bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Already got a tush on your pot? Upgrade to the new 3.0 model. If you're new to the revolution, join millions of Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. It's true, buddy. Go to hellotushy.com slash ANA to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash ANA for 10% off. hellotushy.com slash ANA. And we're back with everybody's new favorite segment is Mismanagement Consulting. But before we get to it, just wanted to uh, get your attention real quick. If you are listening this far, which according to our Spotify stats, more than 70% of you are still here and you're enjoying <laughs> what you're hearing, the stories about the, the toothbrush and, and me fucking the, 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 the stapler, which I'll tell you how, how to do on Patreon. So definitely subscribe to Patreon. But if you want to hear more, the rest of the podcast, please share this. Okay, this is how we get new listeners by word of mouth. So please take a screenshot of this if you're listening to um, this on your iPhone or Android or whatever and post it on Instagram and tag us at Asian.AsianPod and put a little cute gif in there and tell us what you liked about this episode, all right? This is the way we get new fans and we love hearing from you. And if you do it and you tag us, we will retweet your or like regram your thing on our story. And then that's your 15 minutes of fame because we have 12,000 followers, okay? And I'm gonna go ahead and say that like that's a lot. That's, that's a lot for me. And that so we're unver we're that's unverified, but that's the way we roll. Okay, that's right. Like we don't like Wrong. we don't have check we don't got checking accounts. We we're don't unverified. We don't yep. give a shit. Okay, mm -hmm. we put our followers under the mattress, and it's fine. They're all there. <laughs> so, <laughs> we keep them close. <laughs> we keep them close. So please share this um, on your social media. We would love that. Okay, back to management consulting. So this is a segment where. Mike and I, we take, we solve our fans, we we solve our fans' problems. So we we put a feeler out there. People submit questions, and uh, this is it's an unofficial consulting 
uh, segment. Okay, we are not consultants, but Mike and I are, are corporate agents. We kind of know agents. what we're talking about. We're corporate agents. You know, we work in marketing. We can help you out. Um, so we we solve your problems in a very very stupid way. And I and I, I feel like I gotta say that now because Mike, we've posted this on Instagram a handful of times, and this segment always does well. But people like get really mad because they're like, "That's not what you should do. You should do this." <laughs> As if the segment wasn't called mismanagement consult. We're like, it's a joke. The whole thing is a joke. The whole thing okay. is a joke. Second, Agents like, first don't like, understand like, humor. What? No, no, they don't. No, 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 no. Like, why? One time, why? One time, the, this the, guy was like, "My yeah. coworker smells. What should I do?" And we thought of like a funny solution. And they're like, "No, guys, you gotta go to HR." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what do you, you think why we're gonna just post that? that? You think Mike and I would be like, you should go to HR? Thanks for listening. Like, like what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> like, this is Patreon. all." For I'm having sex with my stapler. Like, yeah, we, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, You're taking so, advice from that if guy. You, if you want to get it on this, please text us or leave us a voicemail at 917-755-9596. Or you can email us at asian.asianpod at gmail.com. But we prefer voicemail, okay? So please just call us at 917-765-9596. Okay, today's question, I thought I wanted to pick this because I feel like it's very relevant to our guest's life. Suchin, I believe you are married and yes. you have you have children. Yes. Um, how old are they, by the way? Uh, six and eight. This is perfect. This is, okay, okay so I'm we scared. have a fan from, um, and, and, and um, your husband is not Asian, correct? Correct. Right. Thanks for <laughs> no, it's okay. letting everybody know that. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 but it's very pertinent to this, this okay, question. Okay, so, so we, have, uh, we, we have a fan, and um, I don't, I don't want to say this person's name, but let's just call her uh, Mrs. C, okay? Yeah. Miss C. Okay. She says, our fan says, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old with my husband. My husband is a Taiwanese, and I'm from Ohio, slash white. We already knew that. You didn't have to put a qualifier there. Um, here's the situation. <laughs> I recently bought uh, a children's book about race, identity, and racism for me to read with my five-year-old and while it was great to discuss the racism that black and brown people face as with most material i found it really totally insufficient to discuss what it actually means to identify as an asian slash chinese as slash slash white slash american um i had recently read that it's not a good idea to teach a mixed person to identify as half because it makes the person feel diminished and they don't belong in either group so anyway my head hurts now and i'm just trying to figure out (laughs) the best way to support my kid and also help give him language to identify racism and identify, but it's so complicated. Are there books like this for kids of Asian descent? It's one thing to buy a book about like the Lunar New Year, but it's very difficult to find material and help that helps break down more serious subjects like model minority. Um, And I just keep reading that I'm supposed to start doing this as young as possible. What should I do? Miss C. Wow. wow! Wow! This wow. this is a this, this is, is a, a good deep one. ass question. This is a good question. I um have my mismanagement consulting advice ready. Yeah. But I okay. want I'm I want no hold on here. I want to hear yeah. so I want to hear from our our guest because yes. yes you know you you I don't know if you've gone through like thoughts like this. How do you kind of raise your kids and all these things and. You know, I know you're going to the to the post office a lot to return packages, but you probably are also raising your children. You know, I mean, what do you picks up? Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Gosh, I mean, it is such a first of all, Missy, um, power to you, lady, uh, of not being of um, color and being so concerned with it. I think a lot of times we. You know, we're not as concerned with it because we live it, eat it, and breathe it. So we don't have to like 
teach it. You know what I mean? It's just in the way that I move in the world and how I process things and and that sort of thing. So for example, um, you know, I remember my parents don't speak English. Um, and so when they do, it's very, very accented. And my son, in trying to speak English, because he doesn't speak Korean, um, was speaking English with an accent. Oh, shit. Because he thought that that's how my dad would understand it. There was no... I think, thought to race or what that is. And so we got into a really big conversation and it was very, there was no agenda to that conversation for me other than trying to understand what he was saying and then to sort of explain to him like, okay, so I understand what you're saying and what you're doing and that that does, but let me give you another side to it. You know, there's a lot of people like when I grew up, you know, everybody, when they saw me, they'd be like, oh, look it, it's Suckin' Pack, it's Suno's Pack. Suckin' oh, Pack. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. They would, God damn. You know, they would speak to me in, in ac- you know, w- with an accent making fun of me. And so anyway, so we had this whole thing, and I think he kind of got it. And and for me, it wasn't like a, you know, like a um, PBS, like, teachable moment. It was just like, that's every day right like right. trying to teach our kids right and wrong trying to let them think for themselves right try to figure because they're going to get themselves into situations that there's no book for that you haven't thought about before so if you give them the tools of empathy and compassion and you know a sense of like okay maybe um i'm not the right person in the room that goes a long way so that's a little bit esoteric this is a really tough one. Um, I don't know what the studies say about teaching kids that young about race. I just know from me and my experience. My kids are six and eight. They have no idea what race is. They don't mm-hmm. understand it. They're, so I've been a little bit more like encouraging them to live in this space more. You know, where mm. it's like, I sometimes feel like calling some a problem a problem or a challenge out that they don't see as a challenge at this age mm-hmm. can create more confusion. Oh, so I, again, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a, you know, so for me, these conversations um, are very, um, they're brought up when my children bring it up, but I don't sit down and be like, today we're going to learn about Orientalism and colonization, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. because I'm, my mind is, is like right now they live in this world where, you know, there are people who Minecraft and people who don't. There are people who like to create unicorns. Those are mm. those are the differentiators in their life. Like they're not they're not differentiating between race. And so um, that that's my sort of like take on it um, in terms of literature. I think to me. Before you teach something like this, you yourself have to be really clear. Dang. So first, Whoa. you know, rather than getting a book about this, maybe the book has to start with your own, you know, your own way of processing this. Um, there's tons of books for adults about race and, you know, um, helping kids understand race if you're in mixed, you know, race marriages and that sort of thing. So start there before you then try to figure out how to teach it to your kids. Because I think that part will come a lot easier if you yourself understand the conversation that you're comfortable having and and with yourself about this topic. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good. That's a, that's a really good answer that, um, you know, we're going to... 
it's 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 almost too good for this segment, you know. We will we'll, we'll <laughs> probably edit it out, honestly. It'll yeah, we'll we'll take it out. The, it was, we'll it was cut the whole thing out. Beautiful. To be honest with you, just yeah. Um, yeah. Statement. yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I think I agree with you in that, like, I I think when there was her her kids her kid is five and three. That yeah. is so early. Like, let them just live for a little bit. I I yeah. remember when the nickname and the sorry name calling started for me. It was around when I was like ten. Yeah. But from like eight to nine ish, when I was living here, there there were there were blissful years, man. Like we're just playing basketball. Like I mean, this is like ninety eight. You know, like yeah. I don't know. I I didn't really. I guess I just didn't think anything about race. Like, oh, he looks different. But then I look at his parents, and I'm like, well, he kind of looks like his parents, so that's cool. Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I I think there's something very beautiful about that time of my life that I would yeah. want every person of color to experience a little bit just yeah. to have that as a reference to be like, <laughs> to be like the world can be like that if we could find a way to de-age ourselves and be nine again, you know? Yeah. So I think that's important. My mismanagement consulting advice would be to just get your kids a Reddit account <laughs> and um, just help, just tell them to subscribe to Asian masculinity and then just peace out, you know? That's what I would say. <laughs> that's what I would say. That's my mismanagement <laughs> consulting. Yeah. That's my mis. That's my mismanagement consulting advice. Um, yeah, I like. Yeah, Suchin, you bring up a good point that there's not really a lot of books about, um, you know, deep, you know, uh, racial ideology. And I would love if there was a book called something like Goldilocks and the Three Radical Anti-Colonial Theorists, but there isn't something like that. <laughs> not yet. Um, maybe we should write that. I think that would be cool. Uh, my advice is I want you to call this phone number. Okay. I'm going to put it on here. Maybe whatever. I'm just going to do it. 614-538-0483. And that is the phone number for the Kumon Math and Reading Center in (laughs) Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) And you get your kid into Kumon as fast as you can. All right. Because let me tell you this. All right. The, the whole world everything's going to try to you know confuse them about you know oh you know you you you're you, you got all sorts of different identities but i tell you if you want to be accepted by asian people just say i was in kumon for x amount that's like ours that's like uh, that's like saying mm-hmm. you were in the marines you know like <laughs> oh when did you serve oh man i was in i was in kumon Back over in Arlington. <laughs> yeah, you're smoking. 97 yeah. and 99. 97 and <laughs> Columbus. <laughs> you know? Um, I was doing pre-calc when I was seven. You know, like that's some Asian shit right there. Yeah. Just think about yeah. it, okay? <laughs> Call that number up. See what they do. This segment brought to you by Kumon. Um, and that's, They should really sponsor us. That's a great idea. That would be a great idea. Yeah, we, if, you're, if a producer, Fon, if you're listening, please reach out to Kumon. We would love to get <laughs> sponsored by them. Um, that's that's. I think that's a great advice. If you, I think it's like if you want to get accepted, do the Marines of X culture, you know, and for <laughs> do Asian the people, Marines <laughs> for whatever, and for Check. white people, I, I I don't know, I don't know what that is. It's maybe, be a be um, a be go join an emo band. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't take life for granted. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was uh, our podcast. Thank you so much for listening, Suchin. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, so where. Fun. Can our fans find you and your work and your podcast? Well, our podcast is at, at Add to Cart Pod on Instagram. I'm at, at Sujin Pak on everything else. Perfect. And you can Perfect. also find us on the social media, all the all the uh, channels, um, or sorry, platforms, at Asian, not Asian Pod. I'm also on there at the Fumi Abe. That's T H E F U M I A B E. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. 
Um, please consider joining our Patreon. We are going to do a first Zoom hangout next Friday, which is February 12th at 7 p.m. So join our Patreon to get the secret link. And um, uh, we also have a, a Zoom stand-up comedy show that we do every other Friday called Hack City. The next one is February 19th. So just go to asian.asianpod.com for tickets. And we got different comedians every time. And Mike and I try new jokes that are not as good as the other comedians' polished jokes. But hey, uh, we still charge you anyways. So please come out and check that out. Um, was there anything else, Mike? No. We good? Um, I think, uh, Suchin, I'm still in love with you. So, hey, what the you hell? know, just putting that out there. <laughs> um, you know, because uh, it was very formative of me. So, formative time. So, thank you very much for doing our show. Uh, please don't be a stranger. And, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll talk to you oh, soon. Yes, absolutely. You guys, this was so much fun. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.